How long is your throat that takes that long to travel down? I'm bigger than you. We know this. This is what happens when you're bigger. Welcome back to the Shake Not Scared podcast. Here with you as always, your host, Eric and BB. Today, we're going to be talking about the 2004 film Van Helsing, directed by Steven Summers. But before we get into that, how are you, BB? I am straight up not having a good time, bro. What? Why? I had a bad day, so I'm ready to talk some horror. Let's go. Did you do a shot before this? Should I have? I don't know. Do you want it? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's get started. Do you ever celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Me and you go get Guinness and drink at the house. I think the one time we tried to go out for St. Patty's Day, we were both sick as fuck and stayed in bed sweating. It was the only time we've ever tried to, yes. which is, I don't know, a bad sign. Do we just not do it anymore? Is that the thing? I don't know. I guess it ruined it for us. But awesome. What do you have for creepy content other than feeling crappy? I finally read Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke. I was trying to find a physical copy for a while and it's, I guess, out of print or something. Did it work, the audiobook? Yeah, it was fine. I'm actually glad I didn't buy a physical copy because while it is an okay book and there are definitely some creepy elements, I definitely feel like it's a victim of overhypedness, if that makes sense. I get you. It's kind of how I felt about the subtle art of not giving a fuck because that book didn't feel like a book about not giving a fuck. It felt like the dude was bragging the whole time and definitely gave a fuck because he wrote a book. Yeah, I also did not really enjoy that book. But yeah, the book was all right. It was just like, I constantly heard about how great it is, how great it is. And I was just like, this is just okay Aww. for me. That's unfortunate because you were really excited to open that. I was. It's okay. We're reading new things. How about you? I didn't really consume any creepy content, but I did start reading the Walking Dead comic book, which surprised me. It's actually really, really accurate to at least the first few episodes of the show. A lot of what happens in episode one across 45 minutes happens in like the first three pages. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm assuming it's going to change at some point, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. So I can't wait to get through the rest of it. But that's all I got. Do you have any comfort content? Same as always, as told by Ginger and Daria. Yes. Mine is 3D printed. I actually just got a shit ton more filament, so I can't wait to start posting more about it. Because if you've noticed as a viewer on our videos, we print a lot of the things that we put in there. So I'm going to start making videos of the prints. Keep an eye out for that. All right. Well, since we don't have a lot of creepy or comfort content, give us some liquid comfort, as you've said in the past. Have I said that? You have. Oh, no. Wonder what that says about you. Oh, no. <laughs> I actually do find drinks very comforting, not just like the cocktails we make, but I love just like at night drinking like tea or hot chocolate or stuff like that i find it so comforting Once. at night at night <laughs> what's the drink for today so as you said we're covering van helsing from 2004 i believe i didn't realize this when i first watched the movie but there is quite a few references to absinthe there are hundreds of bottles especially in the beginning that help burst the place into flames yes and we've tried absinthe before and i don't know if it's the brand that we have but we were not really big fans of it but anyway here is a classic absinthe cocktail it's called the corpse reviver we didn't really change anything to it the only difference is that i used empress gin which makes it like a purple pinkish color there is something i do want to see if we can find slow gin which is a red gin that i think would look cooler with this but it's a pretty easy drink it's all equal parts Cointreau, gin, lemon juice, and dry vermouth. You rinse your coupe glass with absinthe, which is just spraying it a couple times or doing a little bit of the liquid and swishing it around in there. Do you want to try it? Yeah. Sticky. Boop. Cheers. Cheers. 
Well, that definitely revived me. I think the point of it is that it's supposed to be super strong. Yeah, my face felt warm. That could be me personally, though, because soured things in general make me warm. And this is very sour. I thought I was really going to hate this because just smelling the absinthe when I sprayed it, I was like, absinthe is anise liqueur and I just don't like anise. So that being said, I think all the other flavors kind of wash it out. Yeah, other absinthe drinks that we've tried are very prominent on the absinthe taste. And this one is subtle i wouldn't even say that i could taste it i think i'm going to give it a 2.5 because i imagine if i drank more than one of these i would hate my life die and maybe be revived possibly oh so what happens if you drink too many of these because like one's the corpse reviver but then if you pass out do you take another one and then get up again i should have looked up the history of the drink because i think it's meant to revive you from a hangover you know that whole hair of the dog that bit you thing if you drink too many of these you get hungover but then you drink another and you get on we should test this theory i do not want to <laughs> what do you think of it i would give it three because it is very sour and sweet but it's not horrible is burning the roof of my mouth as we speak is it yeah it is really sour yeah it's like eating a very sour candy biting into a lemon drop my face really does feel warm dies <laughs> dies on the air are you gonna leave the name corpse reviver yeah because i think it really fits with what's going on in this film amazing love it well are you gonna revive me with some facts yes Let's do this. No, you already got revived. I'm going to kill you with some facts. And then you're going to drink more. We're going to have this vicious cycle happening the entire episode. Cool. You lost me. How many times am I going to die and live during this episode? <laughs> many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is really long, but I didn't get too many fun facts. I did watch some behind the scenes videos that just showed how the movie was made. Didn't really give anything fun. Some fun, I guess. <laughs> Way to sell it. It was like, we used the flying camera and we had this like two football field sized rig that had cables and Hugh Jackman was just charismatic while he said it. So you didn't listen to anything about the cables and you were just looking at Hugh Jackman. I just stared at him and I was like, wow, this man really makes me wish I was him. But anyway, so the town Van Helsing shows up to and fights off the brides with the help of Anna is called the Court of Miracles and is the same place where Frankenstein from 1931, Dracula from 1931, and the Wolfman from 1941 were shot. Court of Miracles. Isn't that also referenced in the Hunchback of Notre Dame? When I looked up the place, there is literally a little billboard that says Hunchback of Notre Dame. So I don't know. You're talking about the Hunchback of Notre Dame, like the movie, the live action? The Disney one. Oh. Yeah, it's when Quasimodo's trying to like get Esmeralda somewhere safe. They're like, you go to the Court of Miracles and it's the whole underground place where the gypsies are. Oh, no. It's like a prop town. So it solely exists just to make monster movies i guess so what a vibe i would like to go there you can apparently it's one of the tour spots for universal studios hollywood oh that's funny we went to that one it does kind of look familiar when you look at the pictures of what it looks like without the spooky town it looks like a spanish village oh nice. with like a fountain in the center maybe we did see it it's not as spooky in this movie and i don't want any what i want it to look as spooky as it looks in these movies it doesn't that's why i'm saying i don't want any you do want some no what are we talking about <laughs> the role of anna almost ended up going to someone else after director Steven Sommers thought it was probably a bad idea to contact her seeing as she was already in the process of filming another vampire film called Underworld from 2003. But her agent got a hold of the script and she jumped at the opportunity. Literally, because she does a bunch of jumps in this movie. But it's hard not to watch this and not compare it to Underworld for me. Towards the end, it's all about the original vampire fighting the original werewolf, which is like a huge plot point in Underworld. Well, I think I jokingly was like, this is the origin of Underworld. It's yeah. 1800s, but I think there is an origin movie for Underworld, right? I think there is, yes. Okay, well, it better have a crossover because I don't think I've seen that one. 
<laughs> I know it doesn't, but it should. And they fucked up if they didn't. Put Hugh Jackman in it. Yeah. Why else would you watch a movie? We get it. You have a man crush on Hugh Jackman. It's not a man crush. It's, it's just a crush. Director Steven Summers purposely avoided a werewolf transformation that involved a character growing hair and instead chose for them to rip their skin off to insinuate that the beast comes from within. I actually wrote down in my notes that I like this transformation because I feel like if you do one, you're automatically going to get compared to American Werewolf in London, The Howling, like who did it better? So to go to a completely different direction, I think is a good call. It's funny you mentioned American Werewolf in London because the first werewolf is gray and was meant to look close to the one from that movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, just as an homage, which is fun. But that was my last fun fact. I'm ready to hear you fail at the speedrun. Oh. I'm just kidding. You're going to do fine. This movie's only two hours. It's fine. It's fine. You You can sum that up. A lot happens in this movie. That is not fair. I should at least get two minutes. Nope. You can just resort to what you usually do, which is just like, the movie starts and everyone dies. The The end. end. Love these movies. One. Two, three, go. We open on a scene of basically all the classic monsters. Victor Frankenstein is making his monster, and we realize that the Count is behind it, funding it, and he wants that monster for something. But Victor Frankenstein's like, no, that's like way too evil. Um, he tries to run away with his monster, but an angry mob chases him, and they end up dying in a huge fire explosion. Cut to one year later, and we meet Van Helsing, who is tracking down um, Mr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, whatever his name is. And he belongs to like this religious order that hunts a bunch of monsters. They're sending him to Romania, Transylvania or something to fight with the Count. Uh, we find out that he doesn't really know who he is. And he takes along this guy named Carl with him because he's like making gadgets for him. We meet this like princess and prince who are like part of a cursed family. We learn they're actually descendants of Dracula. And Dracula has a plan to like have three brides and make like a million babies, but he can't get them to live. So he's trying to like suck the life out of Frankenstein. Um, he does kind of do that, but we find out that Van... Van Helsing is Gabriel and he kills him in the end. <laughs> no, that does not. I shouldn't have turned the phone. What? I did exactly what you said I was going to do. You're mad that you showed me. You made me. me take a shot last week for saying, and then he kills him. And he actually did. They actually did kill him at the end, the leprechaun. And this time you missed a lot. You even said that Dr. Frankenstein took the monster to the windmill and the monster took. Oh, they, whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> they went to the windmill. On a vacation. A hot fiery vacation hmm so what happened to anna she died everybody died the end <laughs> including carl and van helsing carl gabriel carl gabriel carl i'm thinking of the teacher from jimmy neutron the bird lady why would they make her do that that was a weird choice i was actually thinking of that youtube short mm. the llamas carl or i'm also thinking of like the walking dead memes oh yes when Lori dies and rick's just like cool why is everyone cool. saying the name carl like this is the real question do you want to know what the internet says about it yeah the famed monster hunter is sent to Transylvania to stop Count Dracula, who is using Dr. Frankenstein's research and werewolf for nefarious purposes. Yeah, they did a better job at summing it up than I did. <laughs> no, you did fine. What was it rated? Six. Okay. I was expecting worse. I feel like this movie has a reputation of not being great. Do you want to give your general vibe of the movie? I love this movie and always have. And it has some of my favorite people on the planet, including Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman. Did you know that he took a break from filming this to go film the last scene of X-Men 2 and then came back for work the next day? That's cool. I appreciate Sim. Me too. I want to watch The Greatest Showman because he is the greatest, the greatest showman. showman. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'll just watch videos of Hugh Jackman talk for like ever and not even realize how much time has passed. When he talked about bread, I think I mentioned this in the past. He was like growing his own bread. And you're like, this is the most fascinating thing anyone has ever said. He made me want to go grow bread. He made me want to be bread so he could knead me and then watch me rise. Oh, uh, keep making sales in this. <laughs> <laughs> just an fyi and yeah that's all pretty much we have to know that's it that's the only people that matter in this movie yes 
And before anyone comes at us saying this is not a horror movie, it is classified as a horror slash thriller. It literally has every classic horror monster ever. Oh, so another fun fact. Apparently, this was supposed to be the first of many films, but it did so bad that they were like, mm, I guess, I guess never mind. I would have loved to have so many. This gives the vibe of this is a world building movie. It does. You can tell just the amount of monsters they pump into it. Weren't we supposed to get a whole dark universe after the Invisible Man and the mummy with Tom Cruise took off? But particularly the mummy with Tom Cruise did pretty bad and kind of shut down the whole process. You know why? Scientology. This is one of those movies that I would just classify as I thought it was fun. It's not one that I took super seriously. It really just hits on anything you could possibly like in this genre, thriller, horror, action, Kate Beckinsale, Hugh Jackman. Those are genres. Obviously. Are you ready to dive into this? Yes. An angry mob approaches through the woods in black and white with a log. They're storming a castle in Transylvania in 1887. The entire time they were storming the castle, I couldn't help but think, kill the beast from beauty and the beast because they're literally doing the same type of method to try and get in there just not in sing song and more like angry oh you mean they weren't singing singing screams of terror and hatred lightning strikes as a creature screams and dr frankenstein says the classic it's alive it's alive he looks out and sees the people storming the castle dracula startles dr frankenstein and tells him his experiment was a success but dr frankenstein is in a hurry and says he has to leave before the mob gets in dracula says the civilized world won't accept his methods he's going to take the monster instead he gave him the castle on everything he needed for this experiment. Dracula says it's a symbol of triumph for science over God. I've always thought the story of Frankenstein is a tragic one. Some iterations over others are like sad, learning how to be human created by the sky. It's sad. And you get that version of the monster in this, a monster that just wants to live and is like, I didn't ask for this. A very sympathetic, sad character. I feel like he always kind of falls in like that trope. Dracula says that the monster must serve his purpose and Dr. Frankenstein confused asks what purpose? We don't hear it as we cut back to the mob and cut back again to the lab where Dr. Frankenstein's like, oh shit, no, I'll never let you use him for that. Dracula says he doesn't need him to because the monster is the key. Dr. Frankenstein calls Igor, but Igor betrays him immediately. He's like, you know, you've shown me kindness, but this guy pays me. He's the one who has the direct deposit, so sorry. I mean, I get that. Frankenstein pulls the sword on Dracula, who says he can't kill him and walks in the sword purposely. It's a real power move. He does this a lot, too. He does this later with Van Helsing. Dracula takes a bite out of Dr. Frankenstein, though, killing him. The monster escapes and throws a generator at Dracula is sending him into the fireplace. It's really dramatic. The monster grabs Dr. Frankenstein and leaves while Igor watches. Back in the lab, Dracula throws the generator back and we see his shadow transform into a large winged beast. The monster is headed to the windmill and the mob follows. The monster locks himself inside and climbs to the top as the mob starts throwing torches at the windmill. The monster stands at the top with Dr. Frankenstein's body and screams, why? As the mob stares back in shock. I don't understand their shock. Is it oh shit this thing is alive and it's human like or is it oh shit it's holding dr frankenstein i think it's that they haven't seen the creature they assumed it to be victor frankenstein we hear a screech and see a black winged beast along with three other white ones flying toward them the people run in fear screaming vampires the monster cries looking at dr frankenstein saying father and falls into the fire i think this is one of those things that is different from typical iterations the monster actually likes Dr. Frankenstein? Mm -hmm. It's not like a fuck you for making me? Well, in the very few seconds we get of him, he is actually defending him against the Count, so I could see why he would like him. The four-winged beasts land. It's Dracula and his three brides who watch the fire burn. The brides cry at the fire. Could you imagine being in this town and you're like, all right, we're angry mobbing it up over here because of a monster, but oh shit, vampires. Thus is the life of a Transylvanian. What's next? We will never find out because there's no sequel. (laughs) And that makes me sad. 
We get a title card that it's one year later in Paris and see a man wearing a hat pull a wanted sign off a wall. I like how it's only one year later and we can now afford like, oh no, no, we are no longer in ye old times of a year ago. We're in modern times now. I don't remember it being just one year later. I thought that the whole black and white point was to be like, it's 1800. Okay, great. It's old times. And the new one was going to be like 1950s or something. I also thought that, but no. He hears a scream and runs toward it. He does the sign of the cross and examines a used cigar. He hears a laugh coming from the cathedral nearby and investigates. Suddenly, a large man comes down from the ceiling and says the man will be hard to digest. We learn that the man's Van Helsing, and he says that Dr. Jekyll is responsible for the murder of many different children, women, men. Goats chickens van helsing says he has to bring him in alive but would rather bring him in dead dr jekyll hits him and launches helsing across the room pulls out these circular blades kind of like a blade had those discs with blades on them dodges dr jekyll right as he's about to hit him causing him to hit the bell behind him and slashes his belly as he passes the ringing of the bell hurts dr jekyll's ears and angrily he lifts the bell and puts it over helsing helsing escapes into the floor dr jekyll is confused and lifts the bell but van helsing is on the ceiling and cuts his arm off he throws van helsing through the ceiling onto the roof holds van helsing over the side of the building but right as he falls van helsing uses a grappling hook to shoot dr jekyll it goes straight through his gut and van helsing pulls at him causing him to get near the ledge jekyll pulls back but trips off the other side of the building causing him to fall through the cathedral pull van helsing onto the roof safely snap the line from his gut fall out the window on the other side Dr. Jekyll goes flying and turns back to Mr. Hyde in midair so that when he lands, he dies in his human form. So the people just go around crowding this dead man. They look up to the top of the building and see Van Helsing just standing there. And they're like, you're a murderer! But he just says, rest in peace in Latin and walks away. I don't know why my mind went into this whole debate on why it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Why when he becomes the monster, the monster has a doctorate, but not his human form. And I just couldn't get off that detail. Have you ever seen the old Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde? No, I also haven't read the book. I'd like to. It's like the classic Hulk story. It is. Uh, I also can't not think about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Whatever that's from. I think it's from the old movie. I always hear it in my head. I always hear the Arthur song that we were talking about not that long ago. There's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde from Arthur? The one we were singing was like, Mr. Mr. Hyde, Mr. Hyde, Hyde Jekyll. I don't remember. I will show you this clip. Eric was rich and didn't have to watch PBS as a kid. I was not rich. I just chose not to watch that. <laughs> I just chose not to be poor. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're now in Vatican City, Rome. Van Helsing enters to confess and talks to a priest. The priest clearly sent him on the mission and mentions that Mr. Hyde was around for over 600 years. Timelines in this also are confusing because if you don't catch them, you're like, wait, what? So Mr. Hyde was around for 600 years? How long was Van Helsing hunting him? Later, they're like, I've known you for years. And Helsing's like, what? I don't remember. Yeah, timeline are all over the place. The priest continues and says that he's great at his job, but he attracts too much attention. Helsing asks why the order doesn't just do something about it. But the priest says it's because they don't exist. Helsing angrily says he doesn't exist either. I guess that's a cool jab. I don't know. He's like, well, neither do I. It's like, cool, dude. Way to be angsty. Yeah. Well, we don't know how old he is. He might be in his teenage hundreds of years. Right. The priest says that when they found him, they knew he was sent to do God's work. Helsing asks why he doesn't do it himself. Honestly, just saying. He's not wrong. The priest opens the door and together they enter an area full of people at work. He explains they're the last defense against evil, a threat that mankind doesn't even know exists. Van Helsing questions this because to the order, these are evil creatures, but he's the one who has to stand there and watch them die. The priest just says it's a test of his faith. He then tells him that he's going to send him on a mission to the east, to the far side of Romania to fight Count Dracula. 150 years ago, a Transylvanian knight promised God his family would never rest nor enter heaven until they kill Dracula. They haven't been successful on a running out of family. I thought that was funny. 
<laughs> the way he says it is very like it's real blunt it's real bitchy 12 months ago boris one of his descendants disappeared and all he has left are a son and a daughter if the two die before killing dracula that will be nine generations dead that will never go to heaven and see the gates of peta i'd be pissed if i was born into this family what the fuck does grandpa's whole vendetta have to do with me though seriously you inherit like the worst assignment also what does he mean nine generations he says 150 years ago a transylvanian promised god that's not even nine generations that's like what two three max oh i mean it is the 1800s people lived like 20 years so maybe it is nine generations let's assume 40 because i think later dracula says that he was born in like 1922 and died in 1962 so 40 let's assume 40 is the generation that's still four generations 14 what 1462 whatever i'm just saying that he says 22 and 62 it's 40 years let's just assume that by dracula years when he was alive as a human everyone lived between 30 and 40 150 is still four to five generations not nine generations yeah it wasn't until you said 150 years ago i'm like really but then dracula is supposed to be 400 600 years like how many centuries is he i would understand it if he said like the moment that dracula was born this guy boris valerius do we just sound like idiots did we not pay attention no we did i wrote down the years on purpose <laughs> okay but anyway he pulls the scroll out saying valerius the elder left it it translates to in the name of god open this door there's an insignia that matches van helsing's ring and the priest says he might find the answer he's seeking in transylvania transylvania can you say it different no i was gonna do a transylvania no well yeah kind of okay i was thinking southern like transylvania texas <laughs> texas transyl texas tucky fry hmm Tucky fry. Tucky fry? A techie fry. Oh. Sorry, I can't get over techie fry. <laughs> a Kentucky fry from Transylvania. Exactly. We meet a techie fryer named Carl who suits Van Helsing up with a bunch of gadgets. Carl jokes about Van Helsing never really fighting vampires. Helsing says it can't be any different than gargoyles, but Carl insists it is. Now I just keep thinking, Carl! Carl! <laughs> this scene of him walking around and showing him weapons reminds me so much of like a spy movie where they go to get equipped before their mission. It's kind of like that. Spies from all over the world with different cultures and backgrounds. He shows Helsing his last invention, a rapid arrow crossbow. Helsing grabs a bomb looking device and asks Carl what's it for. He says he's been working on it for 12 years, but doesn't know. He says the possibilities are endless, though. It has the power of the sun. It's, like, really flashy. shows a lot of light. I don't understand why he's not like, oh, we're gonna go fight vampires. I don't know what this is for, though. It's got, like, a lot of sunlight on it. I know that vampires die. He's the one telling Van Helsing how killing vampires vampires is difficult, but I don't know what this light bomb does. It's very heavily emphasized, and you know it's gonna come back later. Helsing says Carl has been ordered to go with him, which spooks him and says he doesn't want to go. Same dude. Cut to... dark woods where a man is tied to a wood pillar. We hear growling as a creature approaches. The man says Dracula unleashed it for a reason. A werewolf runs at him, but he dodges it at the last minute. He's apparently not tied to this pillar at all. No. And he backflips up the pillar. They're just baiting him. Another man pulls him up by a rope, but he gets stuck. A woman in red pulls the sword out and runs at it. The werewolf tries to run at her, but it gets caught in a trap in the ground. The trap is triggered, pulling the werewolf into a sack surrounded by a cage that lifts up at the man on the rope. He manages to jump off and the trapped werewolf is shot at from down below. There is a moment before the trap goes off where like the tip of her toe is near the trap and she backflips into the air (laughs) to get out of the way when she could have literally just scooched her toe a centimeter back how will we know though how will we know she's acrobatic and agile but then make it consistent because she's not 
throughout the rest of the film. You think so? There are scenes where she should have pulled that little trick out and she did not. So what you're saying is that she should have dramatically moved her toe out the way. She could have just stepped back a little bit. Dramatically though? Dramatically. Because everything in this movie is done super melodramatically. How else would you make it dramatic? Like the toe move? Other than a backflip. It doesn't need to be that dramatic. (laughs) Valken is the man's name and he yells down saying they need his gun. Anna yells because it has silver bullets. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for letting us know that. (laughs) The rope holding the trap breaks and the werewolf falls below escaping and running after Anna. Anna only makes it to a cliff and is about to get tackled by the werewolf when Valken pushes her aside shoots the werewolf and gets tackled himself into the water. I like how they named her brother something very I think it's Hungarian that they're speaking and they named her Anna like easy to pronounce. It's Anna. Anna. Her name could have been Valeria. 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 So it can match Valken. Valken I mean that would have made more sense to me. Back in the Cave of Wonders when Van Helsing's getting his mission they show him a photograph of the two siblings did photographs exist in 1888 how did they get this these people are advanced okay they have bombs (laughs) full of light and drops of liquid that blow up okay okay it's the order they don't even know it exists humanity doesn't even know evil's a thing they don't know that they have photography yet no not even the people using it getting their picture taken. they're just magic photos nothing to do with the brand in the malls nothing no can you imagine that just imagining that picture of anna and then like the little bubbles around Yes, with the filters and the super shiny skin for some fucking reason. It was Instagram like the exposure. before Instagram was a thing. Also, Kate Beckinsale in this era did not escape the tiny eyebrow trend because they bothered me the entire film. They were just one arch. It's like a half moon. Yeah, she just had some <laughs> half moons over her eyes. Damn. I'm not talking shit. There's literally pictures of me having those exact same eyebrows. <laughs> I'm saying, why did we do this to ourselves? Let's bring that trend back. Let me see this. I want to see it. You met me when I had those eyebrows. What? Ew. <laughs> And I still married you? Ew. <laughs> I will show you a picture where I have no fucking eyebrows. I kind of remember. Yeah, I didn't. If you look at my freshman photo, first of all, I did not know it was picture day. Second of all, I have those eyebrows. It's because you had all the hair everywhere else. Yeah. Couldn't spare any for the eyebrows. <laughs> it's because I overplucked <laughs> the shit out of them. Anyway, not about that. We cut back to Van Helsing, who is riding a boat through a storm in the night. In the night. It's very dramatic. He's on the boat and it's like, stares off dramatically. All I wrote down while watching this movie was the dramatic acting because it's just so cheesy. Yeah, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just so funny. It's funny when you're trying to get into a horror movie, though. It's like, okay, we get it. We get that the stakes are high. You don't have to yell. Like so many scenes, actors are just yelling at each other. (laughs) You're talking about the Dracula bride scenes too? Oh my God, all of those. Okay. (laughs) We cut back to this montage of Van Helsing finally making it to Transylvania. It's funny because Carl's there too, but he's like wearing this hood the whole time being dorky. Yeah. (laughs) It's not about him. (laughs) There's a lot of talking about what we need to do. There's a point later where Anna and Van Helsing are arguing and their whole argument, if you pay attention to it, makes no sense. And she's like, I need to save my brother. He's like, don't go. And she She's like, I need to. It's all about my family or nothing. And he's like, I need to kill Dracula. And she's like, you can't stop me. Just a real disconnect between the two of them. Yeah, because I don't know how those things are the opposite from each other. Those things can be done at the same time. Yeah, you're on the same team, guys. And then Carl being like, shit's cold. A man from the village that is the same man from the mob earlier welcomes them. This guy is like the mayor or something. He clearly stands out because he's got long white hair. He looks like this is going to be a confusing reference because this character is a crypt keeper, but he looks like the crypt keeper if it was alive 
like the one from the TV shows, that's what he would look like in life. And I don't know if he's the mayor. He's like the self-appointed busybody of this town. Because clearly Anna and her family are like the royals in this town. But does that mean they're in charge? Everyone listened to her when she gave commands. That's true. But they're just like worried about getting their ass kicked. Because clearly she's the only one who knows how to wear color. And only people who wear color are... Main characters. <laughs> and ready to kick your ass. Van Helsing turns around and notices everyone is holding weapons. Anna appears, telling them to show their faces because they don't trust strangers here. Anna tells the people to kill them and Helsing says they're there to help them. She says she doesn't need any help and immediately Van Helsing pulls out his crossbow aiming it in her direction. She gets out of the way just as the three brides of Dracula fly straight at them. Van Helsing fires quickly at them making holes in one of their wings. One of the brides picks Anna up but Van Helsing jumps at her feet weighing her down and causing the bride to drop her. How strong are these brides and just the vampires in general because they fling everybody like crazy. I don't know but I guess they can can't carry two people at a time flawed logic because one of them's about to throw a cow at a house yeah and cows are like what 500 pounds i'm pretty sure heavier than these two people 900 to 1600 pounds so anyway yes flawed logic i can't decide if i loved this bride monster design or not i liked that their costumes their very flowy sleeves become their wings when they transform but there was kind of a weird disconnect between the face of the monsters and the body of the monsters especially when one of the brides dies carl tells van helsing to aim at the hearts as they chase anna through the village the sun comes out and the brides disappear amidst all the chaos the villagers all come out and watch van Helsing and Anna approach a well with their weapons drawn. There's nothing there. I like the idea that Dracula and his brides would pick a very dark, desolate place to live because then you gotta just wait till it's nighttime all the time how boring yeah what do you do all day the sun gets hidden by some clouds and a bride flies out of the well the bride grabs anna and flies away with her anna slashes at the bride's foot causing her to drop her but she's caught by another bride van helsing shoots her in the wing causing her to drop anna yet again she enters a building to hide while van helsing shoots a third bride causing her to crash into another building inside anna is startled by a bride hanging from the ceiling they greet each other and we find out that the bride's name is Ali. Van Helsing approaches the building, but the bride flies out, knocking Van Helsing to the ground. She takes all the arrows out of her body as she converts to her human form. Inside, Anna talks to Illyria. Illyria. Alita. Alita. Illyria. <laughs> Malaria. <laughs> Anna talks to Alita, who's teasing her about knowing what's in her heart. Anna pisses her off, causing her to knock her out of a window back outside. Carl. 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 Carl tries throwing holy water at Van Helsing, but... The black-haired bride catches it and yells to Marishka to stop toying with him. Carl yells at Van Helsing to use the church and points at the water dripping from the faucet. Anna runs back into the building to fight Alida. She gets surrounded by the black-haired bride too and they close in on her. It's very sexy. It's like, keep back in the cell, gonna get bit by two women and it's super sexualized. I mentioned this before, but everything about vampires is like over-sexualized. The brides argue about who gets to bite Anna first, while outside Van Helsing dips the crossbow in the holy water and shoots the bride in slow-mo. Weird random slow-mo. I think it's like the only one in the movie. No, there's plenty of slow-mo. It's 2004. Okay. okay. Must have blocked it all out. The brides inside scream and fly away, yelling Marishka's name. Marishka disintegrates and dies impaled to the top of a building. And this is where... I made that point of not liking the monster design. It seems like they tried to do like a practical effect with her face 
still there and her body disintegrating, but it is very awkwardly angled and you can tell it's like disjointed. Her neck looks too long on the body. Yeah. Go back and watch the scene. The people are pissed that a vampire was killed. Carl is confused, but the white haired village leader says it's because the vampires only kill to survive killing one or two people a month. One or two people for four vampires seems unrealistic. You get 10 pints per person. 10 pints. That's 20 pints. I don't know how many calories. I think it's crazy that this town would be like, it's cool. Like we were fine just losing one or two people. The guy continues and says that now they're going to kill for revenge. The leader asks his name and Anna comes out announcing it, saying he's the first one to kill a vampire in over a hundred years. In the castle, Dracula comes out of an ice coffin yelling Marishka's name. These vampires are interesting because they live in ice, which is not a thing that I've seen before, but I'm assuming comes from some sort of lore. It's not something I've seen in other movies either. The coffin is filled with ice too. They just like their ice baths. It's good for circulation. It's good for your skin. Yeah. He's angry asking why they would kill Marishka if they had an understanding. Now he has to find a new bride. The remaining brides argue whether they mean so little to him and if he even has a heart as all three of them hang upside down. They wanted to emphasize that they're bats. Yeah, this effect is used a lot. Also, this entire conversation is happening while they're yelling at each other. He says he doesn't have a heart and feels no love or fear or joy or sorrow. He says Uh-oh. he's hollow and will live forever. The brides say it's not so bad. He's not so bad. But he says he's at war with the world and that the final battle will begin. We mentioned when we watched the movie last night how the brides are very beautiful, their makeup, their costumes, great. But I thought the actor who played the Count was ugly. And that was always my issue when I had grown up watching this. I was like, oh, the brides are so beautiful, but Dracula not so much. Why would they get with him? Yeah, I've never really cared about Dracula. I thought he looked great. I thought he looked great. But... That was because I was busy. You were looking at the brides. I was thinking that the brides were great. Didn't care what he looked like. I've never seen Dracula's brides before. Oh, you haven't seen... No. Dracula from 93. Bram Stoker. Yeah. I want to cover that one. Are his wives beautiful in that? Yes. Oh. I'm specifically thinking of one scene where he turned a character and she looks crazy decked out. Like her transformation is getting decked out? Yeah. Like she has this crazy like bride costume on. It grows on her? No. Oh, okay. I was picturing like he bites her and like this bedazzled ass clothes comes out of her no not that we just gotta watch it i think we're gonna cover it soon because i've been mentioning it like every other week the world shadows in the background and we see it's chained up dracula says he has to conduct another experiment and they tell him not to he says no and growls at them and they cower backwards but he tells them not to be afraid of him or else he will be alone they come back to him and caress him all over and we see that Igor is shocking the crap out of the werewolf. And Dracula's like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, what I do best? And Dracula's like, uh, what did I tell you about doing unto others? And before he can finish, Igor's like, before they can do unto me. I'm going to do it to them before they can even try to do it to me. Listen, I know Igor's a villain, but he's got some points sometime. At the end of that exchange, Dracula then tells them all to go to Castle Frankenstein as he and the two brides hover away sexually into the wall and freeze. Is, is this how vampires do it? I mean, I guess it's one way to do it without people knowing. I don't know. How do you even learn to do this? How do you realize, oh yeah, we can like go into the wall and do it? I mean, through trial and error, I'm assuming. Van Helsing wants to know where Dracula lives, but Anna says they don't know. She says her father was looking for answers for most of his life. She needs to be the one who kills him, but Van Helsing says they need to do it together. She insists that she's going to do it alone. He says he's sorry about her father and brother, and she says she'll see them again on the brightest side of death. Yeah, she's not really broken up about her brother just dying. I wonder if this is because she's so used to so many family members dying to this story that 
at this point it's like yeah i guess he's dead but i need to go get revenge and i don't have time to like feel yes i could see if that was her thought process but she really was like another day another dead relative i mean it is 1888 you do live in a village of vampires and werewolves i mean and you live till you're what 30 40 what do we say and she's probably like in her 30s she's lived a full life he asks there's a brighter side of death but while she says it's just harder to see if you're alive all the time he hits her with sleeping gas and knocks her out she wakes up in a room and angrily looks for van helsing but she walks through the corridors of the castle in the dark and hears banging she grabs a weapon and gets startled by an open window she notices that there are footsteps on the ground and we get a pov view of a monster watching her she grabs a gun nearby and searches for it and suddenly see drops of water falling behind her and can only assume it's drool she looks up and sees a brown werewolf there's a full moon outside and anna turns a corner and finds her brother valken he's all sweaty and in a panic he tries to tell her something but he starts turning into the werewolf again and it was at this point where he's turning into a werewolf again that he spins for no fucking reason that i dubbed this movie dramatic spins the movie oh and he's flailing around and he's like twirls for the rest of the movie i couldn't help but notice anytime the brides moved they had to spin how else do you make them sexy what spinning is sexy sounds like you're gonna throw up apparently kate beckinsale and the actor who plays vladislas dracula richard boxbro had to go take like dancing classes to go do the ball correctly oh the ballroom scene yeah i'm like wow that's cool i guess i wouldn't say it was something that intricate but maybe they said we took you to those dance classes damn it we're gonna make you use the twirling you learned every fucking time you can <laughs> every time you spend we get five dollars back from the dance class Velkin flails in pain swimming backward up the wall it looks like he's breaststroking he stares at the moon outside and calls her name he tears his skin off and transforms it's a cool transformation i like this too it's a cool transformation but i don't love the actual werewolf design they look like dobermans with their ears way too close together <laughs> on the top of their head yeah i like ben helsing's werewolf design yeah because he's supposed to be big daddy werewolf but like all the big babies they don't look that intimidating i'd say it's better than some other werewolf designs oh for sure we could definitely do a episode where we just rank the best and worst we actually haven't covered any werewolf movie right there's been werewolves in movies we've covered but not no i like werewolf movies werewolves are my vibe i'd prefer werewolves over vampires oh i'm a vampire girl through and through I'm werewolf clearly i'm too chaotic to be a vampire yeah i could see that the werewolf tries to jump at her but van helsing appears out of nowhere and it jumps out the window he's like oh shit he's here a man i can't fight a man carl shows up asking why it smells like wet dog he hands van helsing silver bullets and he goes on the chase helsing is in town and hears dogs barking he runs into the town leader who says he sees the wolfman hasn't killed him yet van helsing's like aren't you scared and he's like oh i don't have to worry about the wolfman he's not looking for me i just mind my own damn business that's how you survive in this town the man starts digging a grave and helsing says it's a little late to be digging graves when the man tries attacking him with the shovel out of fucking nowhere and helsing blocks him and points a gun straight at his face the man's like i was just kidding just kidding i wasn't gonna do it it's it's i couldn't help myself apparently this character's name is just top hat what if you don't wear the top hat one day he's top hatless it's like being topless <laughs> <laughs> right as top hat's like i was just kidding helsing dodges out of nowhere and the wolfman jumps at the man the man falls into a grave comedically it's like falls into the grave the shovel lands perfectly as like a headstone and then his hat just twirls on the top of the handle and again this is like one of those comedic relief moments where i don't know what kind of vibe this movie was going for i don't know where anna comes up and stops van helsing from shooting at the wolfman she's mad because he knew already and asks if he knows nothing about forgiveness he says he asks for it all the time she says they say dracula has a cure and can save her brother who the fuck is they who knows dracula like this and they're like yo so i heard that dracula over here he was at the pub the other day and he's like yo i got a cure for the wolfman i mean it seems like this whole town's like obsessed with him so i'm 
I'm not surprised. But none of them work for him, so how would they know? No one's out here just like chilling with Dracula. Dracula's not like, oh, I'm out of work at five. You want to go get a beer? I'll tell you everything about my castle. You don't know that. What if Igor is out here? doing that i could see him doing that he's done working for the day and he's got to go get a drink tells everybody in town his business he's like that snake on the outside he's just like dracula's such a bitch and inside he's like dracula oh my god i love you master yeah could see it he tries to stop her saying he needs to find dracula and she says she needs to find her brother she despises dracula who's taken everything from her and leaving her alone in this world he agrees to look for her brother after understanding her pain he looks at her about to tear up and he's like you know what you're right i'll help you it didn't take that much convincing no he's like i'm here for a job and she's like my brother and he's like okay you're right back at the castle we see a lever pulled as minions i think they call them the workers put a machine to work dracula asks how much longer before his experiment works and igor just says soon back with anna and van helsing they follow the wolfman's hair to frankenstein's castle anna says the man who lived there was a grave robber and died a year ago van helsing points out that around that time her father went missing she says it was when he was looking for dracula and on his way to the sea we then get this weird pensive moment of anna being like i wish i knew what the sea looked like i bet it's beautiful i know why this is here but it's just so awkward it is because it doesn't fit the moment no because he just looks at her like okay he smiles at her kind of yeah it's not even like a full smile he's just like staring at her and he's like he's like that's nice dear that's weird inside the wolfman jumps around the whirring machine lands near dracula who says werewolves are a nuisance during their first full moon and hard to control the wolfman turns back to human and dracula is pissed saying he was supposed to see who the new visitor was and instead he stopped to talk to his sister belkin tells him to leave his sister out of it and dracula says he needs him for his experiment belkin says he would rather die than help him and dracula's like bro that's like so cliche everyone who says that dies He's like, that can be arranged. He says that at midnight, he'll have no choice but to obey him. The minions are pulling a corpse off of a table and throw it aside. Dracula asks Velkin if it looks familiar as it's wearing a unique necklace. Velkin recognizes it and it's his father's. He screams trying to attack Dracula, but Dracula grabs him with two fingers by the chin, which apparently disarms him. Later on in the movie, it's explained that he gets every werewolf under his control somehow. I wonder if it's like part of this weird mind control thingy he hits him with the what do you call this he fingers them <laughs> in the face that'll get your attention yeah well, he just touches them with two fingers what the fuck is that <laughs> go up to a person and do that and see what they tell you uh, they'll probably freeze too they'll be like what the fuck is wrong with you i would also freeze i'd be like wait what's happening what are we doing here do i love you are we about to make out so dracula grabs him with those two fingers by the neck and says he'll do his bidding the minions grab him and tie him to the table while dracula does a twirl like he's dancing i don't know how to describe this to an audio medium but he's like one arm up and he's got the other one to his chest yeah it's like when you're fake ballroom dancing yeah. alone dracula is very dramatic which is good i like that about him yeah i can't imagine a subtle dracula one who like took himself too seriously every iteration of dracula i've seen is very dramatic if you got one that was like real boring it wouldn't be very dracula it wouldn't be very dramatic dramacula dramaculate <laughs> if you will Ben helsing and anna are in the castle and see the minions anna understands them and hears they're experimenting on her brother at the lab they pull a bunch of levers electricity is everywhere and velkin is raised to the roof Ben helsing and anna walk around and notice eggs hanging from the ceiling Ben helsing realizes that if dracula brings all those eggs to life the town will be a feeding ground. A shockwave is sent through Velkin and passes through wires to all the eggs. The eggs start moving, so Van Helsing tries touching one, but it shocks both of them. Van Helsing starts ripping through an egg to see what they look like while an egg behind Anna starts hatching. This is kind of like Alien. Oh, they definitely look like 
xenomorphs here. Because while Van Helsing is trying to rip the other egg open, there's a little vampire arm coming out towards Anna's face. But the one that actually ends up giving us a jump scare is the one that Van Helsing tries touching. And then we get a bunch of screaming, flying baby vampires. The baby vampires meet the parents because they're all just standing there watching in awe. Dracula tells the brides to teach them how to feed and beg the devil that they stay alive this time. With a dramatic zoom in on his face. They all fly toward the town. Van Helsing jumps out and starts shooting baby vampires. Dracula sees him and jumps at him like a flying squirrel. He uses his clothes to glide towards him. He looks like a, <laughs> like a sugar glider. Yeah. He transforms, causing sparks to fly all over with falling machinery. Back in town, Carl watches the vampires approach and one hits the window, causing him to panic. Back at the castle, Dracula says you can tell the character of a man by the sound of his heartbeat. He says he can dance to the beat usually, but Van Helsing's is so steady. Anna enters the lab area and sees Igor saying Velkin is insufficient. She looks up and sees him getting electrocuted. In town, the people are picked off one by one by the baby vampires. The brides help show them how to feed by throwing people into swarms of them. These are some strong-ass baby vampires. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Also, do you think that this is where the movie Lost Audiences, like baby vampires maybe was too cheesy it was too fantastical yeah i guess so this being like the full intent of dracula it's like a weird take i guess when you've got such a serious dramatic film to have baby vampires be the goal all the classic horror movie monsters in it i think had they not been baby vampires and maybe been like they're turning humans into an army of vampires that also look scary and dramatic maybe that yeah. could be it back at the castle van helsing puts a stake into dracula who dramatically acts like he's dying he breaks the act and says hello gabriel gabriel it's always gabriel these like fake outs from dracula with van helsing i think are essential for showing how little van helsing can do against him because we have this hero who to this point has been shown to be like invincible he knows how to handle every monster he gets hurt sure but he knows how to handle every situation in this case it's like van helsing is pulling out everything he's got and dracula's like all right whatever pushes it aside doesn't matter a cross burns it steak who gives a shit in the lab anna is spotted by the minions she jumps onto some rope over a tank of unknown liquid she fights them off with a sword dropping them into the vat igor notices her as she climbs up the rope to velkin dracula says it's been three to four hundred years since they last met van helsing is confused how he knows him but dracula says they have a lot of history he asks van helsing if he's ever wondered why he has such horrible nightmares of scenes from battles of the past still don't know if it's that van helsing has been reincarnated over and over and that dracula has also been reincarnated over and over and that this battle just goes on forever dracula's been alive since 14 something but van helsing has been reincarnated or van helsing has also lived since 1400 i think that's the one who makes him lose his memories god so he's He's gabriel he's an angel he's the left hand of god what is he though yeah there's a script part later on that's like god sent his left hand to kill dracula and then later on while they're in their final battle dracula's like isn't it exhausting being the left hand of god i thought that was dracula just being dramatic again nothing is given about van helsing's story i understand that they probably thought there was going to be a lot of sequels to unleash his story on us later on but that didn't happen anna makes it to velkin who tries to stop her from unstrapping him he starts turning into a werewolf and grabs her by the face dracula asks van helsing if he wants him to refresh his memory van helsing tries putting a cross of the dracula's face but dracula grabs it screaming and melts it in his arm he introduces himself dramatically as count vladislas dragulia i don't know why he says it like that but that's one thing that sticks in my head ever since i first 
first saw this movie. He's like, why does he call himself Dragulia? I mean, it's fancy. I mean, that's probably why it wasn't dramatic enough. Count Vladislas Dragulia. Born in 1422 and murdered in 1462 at the ripe old age of 40. I mean, that's a long life for then. Yeah, it's a long life for now. Fuck. I'm exhausted. Not even 30. Back in town, Carl saves a lady by hitting a baby vampire with a bucket. That sounds like a crazy sentence. <laughs> but it is literally what happens. The baby vampire flies back at him, but right as it's about to attack him again, the baby vampires all start bubbling up and exploding. Dracula hears the screams of the bride and gets distracted. Van Helsing takes his chance to escape using an elevator shaft and makes it up to Anna. He uses his grappling hook to latch onto a building across the forest, but the line snaps when the werewolf tries chasing after them with the rope. Back in town, Carl and the woman he saved wonder what happened. She asks how she can ever repay him. He whispers something in her ear, and she's like, whoa, but you're a monk. And he's like, actually, I'm just a friar. She's like, hmm, and smiles at him. And that's the end of that scene. <laughs> wonder what he asks for. Carl Lingus. If you will. My name is Carl, and my last name is Lingus. <laughs> And she's like, bro, what? Did you say Carl or Carl Lingus? What did you hear? I heard that he's not a monk. He's just a friar. So he can do all that. At the castle, Igor explains what happened to Dracula, saying they're not as smart as Dr. Frankenstein. It's a dramatic scene with the brides crying in the background. And I could not focus on anything other than these ladies crying in the background. Because they're just like... They're swaying. They are crying with their bodies. The wolfman appears and Dracula tells him to kill them both, Anna and Van Helsing. We cut to Anna and Van Helsing arguing about how everything went wrong. Anna says he was right about it being too late for her brother. She asks him if he has any family and he says he'd like to find out. He pulls a bottle of absinthe out of his pocket and right as they're about to drink it, they fall through the ground. He just needs some absinthe right now. He carries around essentially what would be like a flask, but it's in glass. And he's been fighting monsters and running around. But it's safe. Carl wakes up from a nightmare and turns to see the woman from the village in his makeshift bed there on a sofa. He leans up against the wall, proud of himself, and moves a secret lever, causing the wall to turn, showing a portrait of two warriors fighting in front of a castle. One turns into a werewolf and the other into a vampire. This scares Carl, causing him to fall onto the woman on the sofa. He flips the entire couch. Back in the ditch, Anna and Van Helsing wake up. Van Helsing says there's something carnivorous down there with them. He finds a Bible and says it's probably human. Because that's what humanity is represented by. I think he means like vampires and werewolves probably can't touch Bibles. Can't read. And can't read. He can guess it's a size 17, 360 pounds, 9 feet tall, and has copper teeth. She's like, how would you know that? And he says, because it's standing right behind her. He moves her aside and the Frankenstein monster attacks. He says all of their kind just want him dead. Van Helsing shoves him into a wall and his head comes apart. This is an interesting Frankenstein design. And inside, when you look into him, there's electricity that seems to be keeping him together and failing. And I ask him what he wants, and he says he just wants to exist. Van Helsing uses blow darts to calm him down. Anna is about to shoot the monster when Van Helsing stops her to take a look. The monster says if they value their lives, they should kill him. Dracula needs him for his experiments and he's the key to life and the life of Dracula's children. Van Helsing's convinced they were taken care of, but the monster says they were only from one bride. How do these vampires reproduce? They lay eggs. I don't know. Through what? Their butts? How? They're I, dead. This is one of those you can't look too closely at it. Maybe they hatch them through their mouths and they just like unhinge their jaws, which we see later they can do. That would make more sense to me. But also there's thousands of them. Yeah, it's like they're not spiders. They don't just lay millions of eggs. I'm just picturing a vampire acting like a chicken. It's just like got its hands to its side. And it's just like <laughs> moves two feet later. And it's like <laughs> until they have a thousand eggs each. What a visual. Um, Manish, God, are you done yet? No. <laughs> 
Only with the monster can Dracula give them lasting life. He says there are thousands more of the baby vampires before he passes out. Anna tries to kill him, but Van Helsing stops her. This is weird, too, because Anna's the one stopping Van Helsing from killing it two seconds ago, and then now Anna's trying to kill it, and Van Helsing's stopping her from killing it. It's like, can y'all make up your mind? The monster's like, I'm just trying to pass out, guys. Leave me alone. He says his job is to stop evil, but he doesn't sense evil from the monster, so he can't kill it. She says that she can, and he says, not well, I'm around. He says maybe the monster can help them find a way to kill Dracula. They spot the wolf man in the distance and shoot, but now it knows where they are and it'll come for the monster. Van Helsing says he'll have to send it to Rome to protect it. The next day, Carl and Van Helsing talk about sending the monster back and put it in a carriage. The monster is convinced this plan won't work, but Carl and Van Helsing carry on. We get a map montage of their journey. It's getting dark and we hear a bride flying. Van Helsing readies himself with a crossbow but gets attacked anyway and thrown onto the horses. The bridge is out ahead of them and the horses try to make the leap but the carriage doesn't make it and falls into the ditch. The brides are like, fuck. Verona's the one that manages to get the door open but Alida is like, I can't do it! And she's like holding the wheel and it's really funny because she's just spinning with the wheel and then she's like i can't i'm sorry you're gonna have to do it by yourself you're on your own here yeah verona opens the door and sees no monster only a bomb full of stakes the bomb explodes and hits her as she tries to fly away anna comes out of the forest and has the actual carriage van helsing is still riding the horses and jumps over to the carriage they are being chased by a werewolf who lands on top of the carriage causing the entire top of it to catch fire obviously werewolves are a fire hazard anna and van helsing were also flung off the side in the process Anna hangs out of the cliff facing side while Van Helsing tries to avoid getting his crotch run over by the wheels of the carriage. The monster tells Carl that he can help. So he lets the monster loose and it helps both Anna and Van Helsing get pulled on to the front of the carriage. The victory is short-lived because the werewolf shows up behind them and jumps to the roof. It slashes the ceiling, scaring the hell out of the monster, who hates fire. For obvious reasons. Van Helsing fights the werewolf off, jumping backwards and firing at it. The carriage crashes and the next scene we get is the morning. Anna finds her brother with shots in his chest. She holds him as he dies and hears Van Helsing approaching. She yells at him for killing him and he just says, now you know why they call me a murderer. Dude, not that time. They both notice Van Helsing has been bitten by the werewolf. Anna backs away and Alida appears out of nowhere, slapping and kidnapping Anna. Just has to throw a slap in there. Carl, Van Helsing, and the monster are walking through town when Alida appears to them saying Dracula wants to trade the monster for Anna. Van Helsing says it has to be in a public place where Dracula will be less likely to make a scene it's like a breakup where you gotta go to a public place not make a scene alida says it's going to be all hallows eve tomorrow night and there's going to be a masquerade ball here in budapest budapest she twirls and flies away laughing because she has to twirl the monster is pissed because he knows Van Helsing has been bitten. He says now he's become what he so passionately hunted. Van Helsing pulls the blow darts out and just says sorry as the monster says he hopes there are others so passionate about hunting him. He shoots a blow dart into the monster and they lock him up in a mausoleum. We see Carl dressed as a jester and Van Helsing in a fancy masquerade costume. The ball is quite fancy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> there are performers everywhere. In the crowd, we find Anna and Dracula dancing. Dracula tries making out with her, saying he has no intention of trading her and knows Van Helsing won't trade the monster for her either. Meanwhile, above, Van Helsing notices there are trapeze artists and has an idea for Carl. While dancing in front of a mirror, Anna notices that no one in the entire place has a reflection except for her. It's kind of crazy because there's tons of people there. This scene reminds me so much of 
Fright Night where they're in the club and the neighbor is dancing with his girlfriend. And I think the same thing happens where they pass in front of a mirror and she's like, fuck. This scene is in like every vampire movie. (laughs) Van Helsing attacks one of the trapeze artists and switches with him. Dracula is about to take a bite out of Anna when Van Helsing swings down to save her right as Carl pushes a fire breather to burn Dracula. Dracula reveals that they've captured the monster and announces to everyone that he is Van Helsing. All the vampires flash their fangs and attack. It's not even a flash their fang situation. It's a, like, the mummy. The jaw unhinges. Yeah. <laughs> Running away, Anna and Van Helsing find Carl, who says he knows what the bomb is for finally. He leaves the bomb behind as they all jump out of a window. The vampires enter the room and the bomb goes off in a flash of light, killing all of them in a very funny CGI scene where all their skeletons are revealed in the light. The three of them land in the water outside and see Dracula with the monster riding a boat. Rowing away happily. We'll see you guys later. Okay, thanks, bye. Van Helsing tries to swim after, but a draw gate closes on them and he yells to the monster saying he'll save him. Carl takes this moment to tell Van Helsing that Rome responded about saving the monster and that they want him to kill it too, even if he manages to kill Dracula. Van Helsing is pissed saying he isn't evil though. Carl says, yeah, but he isn't human either. Van Helsing asks, how would they even know if they haven't talked to him? Do they know what he is? Now is not the time to bring this up, Carl. Van Helsing's like, do they know what I am? And will they also plan to kill me? Van Helsing's growing angry as he's saying all this and starts lifting Carl up by the neck. It makes me feel bad for Carl because Carl's just like, obviously his friend. And this is the moment where we're realizing, oh man, like the creature inside him's taking over. Van Helsing obviously notices this and backs away and pulls himself up against the drawbridge and kind of growls. Van Helsing turns to Carl and says, sorry, but that it's starting. They make it to Frankenstein's castle and find that everything's been taken apart. They must have taken everything to Dracula's lair, but Carl says he might be able to figure out where it is. He gives a whole explanation about how Dracula was banished to an icy fortress. Van Helsing thinks the giant map on the wall is a door and that possibly Anna's father also knew, but just didn't know how to open it. Carl notices there's a piece missing in the bottom left corner and Van Helsing pulls out the scroll that just so happens to fit the exact piece that's missing from the map. It's one of those, this was obviously gonna come back later moments because the scroll was given to him by the order early on in the film. The problem I have with things like this though is that like it's obvious. It's very the map was there and they were looking at it earlier and if i was given this piece that looks like a triangular parchment i'd be like oh it goes there <laughs> yeah they would have just like solved it there could have ended movie hour earlier 30 minutes in the film they also take this time to explain the reason anna's family is tied to dracula is because it is the son of her ancestor and they just reveal this to the audience but she's like yeah everybody knows that wait that dracula is an ancestor of hers yes oh i didn't catch that okay never mind just grab that <laughs> not even when she said it not even when she said that no. okay the piece that they put up against the bottom left again translates to in the name of god open this door it reveals a mirror and carl says maybe it's not a mirror at all to dracula van helsing sticks his hand into it and pulls it back out saying it's cold and snowing on the other side he grabs a torch and walks through anna and carl follow but carl's the last one to come through and he's scared and tries to run back but he just runs in the wall i mean same if i walked through a mirror and saw it was just fucking freezing i'd be like mm going back you wouldn't even walk through no when he he... pulled his hand back out with snow absolutely i'd be like no i'm sorry (laughs) a giant door blocks their way but van helsing uses his newfound power to grab both of them and jump up to the top of the door to the other side just naturally so easy not a hassle we don't need a 20 minute training montage of him finding his power of course not they run into igor who's shocked they're even there van helsing uses a spinning blade to pin him to the wall we hear screams from the monster and see the creatures trapped in a block of ice van helsing tries to muscle his way through the 
iron bars, but the monster gets raised up and tells them to save themselves and find the cure. Van Helsing wonders why Dracula would even have a cure. Carl pieces together that it's probably in case a werewolf ever turned on him since the only thing that can kill him is a werewolf. What bothers me about this entire situation is that Van Helsing's the only one that bothers to ask questions the entire film and Anna's like, who gives a shit? Let's go fight. <laughs> I'm like, girl, that has not worked out for your family so far. I think you need to start asking some questions too. <laughs> That's true. He's always like, why now? Why is Dracula trying to do this? Why would he have a cure? He's very like private detective about it and she's like, who gives a shit? Maybe it's that same drive that's like nine generations have failed and I guess I'm just gonna also try my best but not learn from their mistakes. No, no, no. We don't learn from mistakes here. We just repeat them for nine generations. Van Helsing threatens Igor to help them find the antidote. Carl tells Van Helsing he needs to kill Dracula while he's in werewolf form while the bells ring at midnight. But they need to put the antidote into him before the last bell rings. Van Helsing gives them a silver stake and tells them they need to kill him if he's not cured. Anna and Van Helsing make out with so much buildup before he tells them to just go. They just stare at each other and they're like, all right, I'm gonna walk away. And then they're like, no, and he grabs her. And they just stare at each other again. And then it's like, oh, I'm gonna walk away. No. They do this like two times before they finally start making out. Do we have time? No. Yes. Oh, that's not what you sound like when you're making out. <laughs> also, killing a vampire in one fucking minute before the last stroke of midnight is very stressful. But it makes sense. He's a minute man. Yeah. Dracula walks in and hears the monster screaming. He asks it why it's complaining if that was the whole reason it was made. To prove that God isn't the only one that can give life. I'm pretty sure women figured that out a long time ago. Yeah, bro. Here's the thing. Just mate with a woman that's alive and I'm sure she could give you a child. It's the whole premise of Twilight. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. He says it's time for him to give life to his children and has the monster lifted up. Meanwhile, Anna, Carl, and Igor find the antidote in a little orb in the center of a room. Igor tries to go first, but Anna says she will. She approaches the orb, but Igor knocks Carl into the room and pulls the lever trapping them both. What would have happened if she had let Igor in? He couldn't have trapped them. So Anna fucked up again? Yeah. Back with Anna and Carl, Alita shows up, but Anna thinks fast and knocks the orb off its pedestal. Carl guessed it was acid and it burns Alita's face. They grab the antidote and Anna uses acid to burn the iron bars. Alita attacks Anna as they try to escape and she tells Carl to just keep running. Alita and Anna face off while Carl has to face Igor. Igor attacks him with an electric rod and at the tower Van Helsing helps the monster escape. This is all happening just like back to back to back to back to back. Cutscene to cutscene to cutscene to cutscene. The monster is surprised and Van Helsing says you have to save your friends. The monster has a moment of hope and just stares at Van Helsing and is just like oh. Friends. Lightning strikes out of nowhere and gets shocked, causing the experiment to go through and create a pulse down to the eggs. The eggs all start moving, but Dracula says they need one more bolt for the experiment to be complete. Van Helsing manages to get a few more restraints off, but gets knocked over by Dracula, who sees him releasing the monster. Van Helsing falls down into the lab while the monster tries to escape. He still has a restraint on his foot, though, and gets hit one more time with a bolt of lightning, causing the last pulse to go through. The monster gets blown off the tower onto the wires nearby and starts swinging over to where Carl is getting attacked. Convenient. The next couple scenes, the monster conveniently just saves everybody by <laughs> crashing does. into everything. It's the power of friendship. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> the rope acts like a clothesline on the bridge and drags Igor off after Carl ducks. Igor falls to his death while Carl faces the monster who asks for him to help. 
Carl says, but he's supposed to die, though. And the monster's like, but I want to live. And he's like, that's a good point. Valid argument. You changed my mind. <laughs> the wire that the monster's holding on to is stuck onto one of these, like, torch things. And so Carl's like, I'm just going to shove this thing and you'll fly in another direction. And he does it. And the monster just goes flying and swings across this giant gap between the castle and the mountains nearby. And conveniently crashes where Anna and Alida are fighting. Yeah. Alida's about to take a bite out of Anna when the window behind her crashes with the monster dropkick her van helsing gets up and dracula shows up behind him saying it's too late van helsing says the only way to kill them is to kill him dracula says that's right and van helsing turns to the clock that strikes midnight he starts turning into a werewolf and dracula is in shock dracula tries to tell him they can work together but seeing that van helsing isn't backing down he turns into his vampire form commencing an epic battle meanwhile the monster fights off alida while saving anna and tells her to go help van helsing anna says thank you once again giving the monster a moment of pause and hope again i think it's cool for the monster because he's like oh cool so people are actually like thinking i'm a person no that's so sad though anna swings from the tower from rope to rope past carl who throws the antidote to her she catches it in midair but gets attacked by alita causing her to go flying and tumble off the side of the building the likelihood of this working nope is zero to none do you know how much arm strength she would need hand-eye coordination timing just so much it, do, it no it, no it would not happen where are these ropes hanging from in the middle of the crevice too jesus oh his nuts from Jesus's left hand. So they're hanging from Hugh Jackman. Oh, the vampire and werewolf fight continues and clearly Van Helsing is winning. The werewolf lashes his shiny new nails at Dracula. Meanwhile, Alita corners Anna saying her blood will keep her beautiful. A stake is randomly thrown in the direction though and Anna stabs Alita. We get this really, really long punchline that I thought was way too long. You said it was fine. It's too long. It's not like a line that's quick enough that you could be like, fuck you, bitch. Stabs. It was like, before you decide to kill somebody, just make sure that you don't tell them your whole plan beforehand because then you're going to die. <laughs> okay she doesn't say it like that that's how it felt it was so long she says if you're going to kill someone just do it don't stand there talking about it that's really long that's basically everything i just said i mean she waited until she heard all that to die politely also do carl and anna just practice throwing things at each other in their spare time (laughs) and we just don't see that Mm, there's a relationship there Back at the fight, Dracula says they could be friends and partners, and Van Helsing just chokes him. I like how this entire time, Dracula's not even talking about the fucking plan. He's just like, yo, bro, can you just back down? Like, I was just kidding. It's all right. We could be friends. We could just work together. It has nothing to do with what the master plan was anymore. He's just like, please stop. I need you to stop what you're doing. Well, yeah, it's the first werewolf that he doesn't have under his control, so it's scary. Yeah, but it's kind of diminishing for Dracula's character that's been this dramatic master plan, decisive person. I get what he's trying to do because he's still trying to manipulate him in some sense. Okay, but he's losing very badly. Well, when that's all you've got, you're going to try it. It's still diminishing for Dracula. Because I can't imagine like Dracula from Castlevania acting this way against the werewolf. I guess so. I could see that. It's kind of the final pleas of a desperate man. Van Helsing suddenly turns back to his human form, though, and backs away. Dracula reveals that it was Van Helsing who murdered him. He says it must have been a burden and curse to be the left hand of God. He says he just wants the return of his kind and that he can give Van Helsing his life and memory back. But Van Helsing says some things are just best left forgotten. See, that's a good punchline. And then the moon strikes his body. The moon strikes his body. Yes. He says he just wants the return of his kind and also maybe the return of his ring that Van Helsing has stolen. Yeah, and he shows the missing finger. Do we know why that is? That he stole that ring. The finger, too. Oh, I didn't. Maybe I missed the missing finger part. Yeah, he's like, and the return of my ring. Oh, I'm assuming that Van Helsing cut it off to get his ring. Bitch, give me back my jewelry. I'd be mad too, fuck. Rings are expensive, especially I'm imagining in 1460. With your family insignia on it? Yeah, it's big as fuck. 
fuck? Van Helsing says some things are best left forgotten and turns back into a werewolf. He jumps to Dracula and takes a big bite out of his neck. Dracula just oozes black and turns into a skeleton, which is kind of cool because it still has the fangs and the big ass head. It still looks like him, which is a way better kill than we saw earlier. All the baby vampires explode. Anna finds Van Helsing and runs at him with the antidote, but he tackles her into another room. Carl finds them and pulls the stake out saying, God forgive me, because obviously he thinks he just attacked Anna, which he did. When he tries to attack Van Helsing, he reveals he was hit with the antidote but also that he killed Anna. Werewolf Van Helsing looks sad, and Carl moves back in shock. He turns back human, holding Anna in his arms with a howl that turns into a scream. I remember watching this the first time back in 2004. I was like, what, 12? I was like, no, Anna, Kate. I love you. Okay, please no. And then seeing Hugh Jackman cry, I was like, no, Hugh Jackman. This final pose that they do, though, is very romance novel cover. Yeah, he's holding her while her head hangs over his In arm. the moonlight, yeah. Yeah. Kate. Outside, they say prayers and get ready to burn her body. Frankenstein's monster rows away in the distance and looks back to see them light it. Van Helsing has a moment of enlightenment and looks up to the sky as the wind blows through him. He sees Anna's face with those of her family members in the sky. She looks back at him as a tear runs down her face. Carl just grabs his shoulder as he continues to look up to the sky and smile. He sniffles, puts his hat back on, and they ride into the sunset. Yeah. And that's it. Roll credits. You could tell by this ending that they were planning on making more. I also was not a fan of all this, like faces in the sky thing it was kind of creepy it was the scariest part of this movie it's just meant to be like now anna is back with her family which was her plan all along which is what she always wanted and sure it's sad for van helsing because he was starting to like her and she was starting to like him and they barely made out just once after five minutes of build-up but i'm sure that's telling of like the times too you made out with a woman and she died during those times yeah she got malaria malaria what do you think i think so many things starting with this movie is cheesy it is a cheesy film but there's some things i love about it i'm a sucker for classic monsters i'm a sucker for vampires and there's something just fun about this it's just charming in its own weird little way it's not scary at all but i definitely feel like it's just a a comfort movie that you could throw on and it's just like fun to watch and shut off your brain and not think about anything serious and boy did they throw it on this movie was on fx every every day day all day (laughs) what did you think i love this movie i've always thought that van helsing's character is cool it was also at the time where all these action-packed hero movies were coming out and also like underworld and the x-men right hugh jackman was in there hugh jackman was in his peak during these movies yeah. yeah it's always gonna hold a special place in my heart but yeah i like the gallery of classic monsters too it's not scary it is not scary i am gonna give this one a six 0.5. For all the reasons I've already said. Just fun. It's cheesy. There isn't like a dull moment in this movie though. It's like action, 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 action. It's cheesy action. It's flips for no reason, but it's fun. I would give it a 7. I was expecting you to give this movie a 10 just for nostalgic reasons. No, I'd give it a 7. Yeah, there's flaws here and there, but this is a time where these movies were just like, how flashy can we make it and not make it make sense? What scared Loki about this movie? Anytime that there was werewolf growling and howling, which is just automatic. <laughs> You just know he's going to hate it. Yeah. I wonder what Loki would look like as a werewolf. He'd just be <laughs> really funny because he has an underbite. He'd have like the giant chest and the skinny legs. That's what he looks like now. But <laughs> standing, that'd be creepy, actually. Why don't you tell us about it, Loki? Yeah, I don't think you'd look great as a werewolf either. He looks a little more like the werewolf from Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, Remus. That werewolf has long lanky legs and like a big chest. I mean, that's so dorky. Yeah, that would be Loki. <laughs> Is Harry Potter horror? 
because it has werewolves. <laughs> Harry Potter is horror because it's got witches. Yes, there was that whole thing about how you couldn't read Harry Potter because it was witchcraft in schools and stuff. Yeah. Then we start getting into like blurred lines of like, is horror just anything that has to do with that? With the supernatural? Because I wouldn't consider Twilight horror, even though it's vampires. Oh, it's definitely a romance. Not, I mean, it's horror because it's a relationship full of red flags. Okay. But yeah, it's vampires. I've seen other horror movie podcasts cover it. Yeah. Do you remember that movie back in the 90s, 2000s? I can't remember. Do you remember the movie Stuart Little? Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird follow-up question. <laughs> Do you remember the little kid who Oh, comes the in little that? vampires. Yes. Is that the movie that was called? That movie's so cute. Is that a horror? Yes. I love that movie. But is that pretty much it for us here today? Yes, please. Dear God, we've been at this for hours. Yeah, it's three. In the morning. As always, we hope you guys had a good time here with us. You can follow us pretty much anywhere at Shaken at Scared Pod, except Twitter. Twitter is Shaken Scared Pod. You can send us an email at Shaken at scaredpod at gmail.com support the show on patreon you can get early access to episodes of our bonus episode and theme drink idea every month listen wherever you get your podcasts give us a follow check out our drink videos be sure to like rate review all that good stuff and k thanks bye bye